You know, he is a specialist in failure. I'm not. The best word I can say, but uh, will describe this was boom. Balotelli, Aguero, Messi. Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of 442 Football. Linda, how are you? Well, thanks to you, Carl. I'm good. Thank yeah. you, bro. Can I ask you, what is your headline from this weekend? This weekend, bro, my biggest headline, my biggest takeaway from this weekend is that the title race is well and truly on. Nice. Uh, that, is, that, is, that is mine. Get to elaborate. So obviously, um, Arsenal drop points to West Ham uh, and City did their city thing they won um they're looking unstoppable at the moment playing some delicious football and uh it's got me i like i said i'm not worried for you guys i still think arsenal have uh, at least after this weekend i'm still quite confident in arsenal but i'm starting to see that uh, a lot of arsenal fans are a bit, a bit nervous and city fans are starting to get louder and louder <laughs> so which is nice as a neutral to see that the race is on but uh, i mean city are they have a game in hand it looks likely that they'll win a lot of their games, um, and I think the game by, by with you guys will be the title decider. That's what I'm thinking. But yeah, my good. my headline for this weekend is hope is not yet lost. Yeah, that's good. I think mm. I've had some contemplation, and it's good that I didn't come in here on Monday as I was going to <laughs> to record a solo podcast because I would have ripped into Arsenal. I was I was fuming. Mm. I was furious. But upon greater reflection. Mm. I have come to believe that it is still on. There's nothing to suggest that we can't go to City and beat them. Yeah. And Arteta has given us all hope again. He's made us believe. Mm. He's made us love Arsenal and love football again. Mm. So I think uh, in, I will be behind the team until the last day, until the last minute, and until the last ball is kicked, I will be behind the team. And then depending on the outcome, I will either rejoice yeah. or... <laughs> leave the country one of the two <laughs> but what um let's 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 go through the game quickly um we'll talk about the arsenal game quick and uh because i as a neutral first 10 minutes arsenal looked amazing i mean 10 minutes you guys were ready to nil, and the goals were like really really good but do you, was it more arsenal losing their heads or just west ham maybe because i mean they're well and truly in the relegation fight as well so they probably were like, okay, we need to like start to pick up a bit. David Moyes' teams are notoriously hard to beat. Um, I mean, this season being like an exception to that rule, obviously, but I mean, Declan Rice was unreal this game. He was just he like, was. he was so good. This game was running yeah. rides in the midfield. Um, Jad Byrne with a great finish for his goal and Gabriel with like really a really stupid penalty. Um, so that's why, I, that's why I'm still quite confident in Arsenal because it wasn't because you guys were like, bad or anything yeah. that you drop points it's yeah. yeah one one kind of careless mistake missed penalty as well and just uh, individual brilliance from Declan Rice and kind of inspired the West Ham team as well I think there's more there's more of a chance that we just lost our heads than we were bad or that West Ham were good okay I don't think yeah we've gone now two games two games in a row Going up early and then letting it slip. And we have no one but ourselves to blame. The West Ham game, we made them believe. And when you're playing away from home and you let a team believe that they can come back and win a game, mm. that changes everything. And I mean, I'll go into tactically my genius opinion um, <laughs> that I have as well had time to reflect on in my pondering and, and heartache. Um, I think not having Zinchenko in this game was massive. I remember you said that. Yeah. It was massive. Like Tierney is not going to cut the type of football that we play. So the way Zinchenko plays is he is that man in the midfield. And I don't know if you've seen, but mm. but City, okay, so I guess City could claim that they were the first to do this. But um, 
Liverpool are doing it now as well. There's a few other teams. Chelsea are trying yeah. it out where they're putting their fullback in the midfield role and playing with three at the back in possession. Mm. But with Tierney, we couldn't do that. Yeah. So there was no way we could control the game. The first 10 minutes we hit them, we were lightning fast. We They just couldn't handle us. But you can't do that for 90 minutes. Mm. And that's when you need possession-based football. And that's when you need to see out a game by, I think Arteta said it a few, or last season, he said you kill a team by like 300,000 passes. Yeah. Where you just pass them to death. You just keep the ball. And we just couldn't do that without Sinchenko. Mm -hmm. If you watch him, he's never more than like two yards away from the ball. Yeah. Everywhere on the pitch. He's always there to collect it. He's always there to take it forward, play progressive football. And Tierney is just not that. And in the same breath, Rob Holding on the other side of Gabriel mm. is also not that. Yeah. Saliba's ability to push the ball forward, find Saka on the right-hand side, find Martinelli on the left-hand side, mm. push, break the lines to, through to Odegaard. Holding can't do that as well either. Mm. So Gabriel is alone. So look, he's I am bummed about the penalty. It could have been a handball, in the in the build-up but you know you win some you lose some yeah. if they gave it it's the right decision if they didn't it's the right decision either way mm. um so i just think with with zinchenko out and with saliba out defensively we crumbled and in possession we crumbled as well mm. So Southampton this Friday is huge. I mean, every game now is huge. Yeah, we have to go it's on. Final it's each, a cup yeah. final. Every yeah. game is a cup final. final yeah. But I think you're right. I think it'll come down to to that final. It's next week Saturday. It's next week Wednesday. Next week Wednesday. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We play this weekend and City don't. So if we beat Southampton, we put a few extra points on the board. We will be, right now we're four, we'll be seven points ahead of City again. They'll have two games in hand. But the next game they play is us. Mm. So like confidence-wise, if we can obviously beat Southampton, yeah. which I can't just now overlook, overlook after the West Ham game, we have to actually think about really trying to win this game instead mm. of just being like, oh, easy win Southampton at home Friday yeah. night, simple. But if we can beat Southampton and then go and get anything against City, confidence-wise, they now look at the table and they you know, they think, oh, it's going to be tough, yeah. It's a bit it's a bit too far. And I mean they're still in three competitions. Mm. Three the treble is on now. People mm. are starting to say. I don't I don't rate a treble really. I think maybe FA Cup the good win. I don't want them to win because United is still in, obviously. Yeah. Uh Champions League will get into that since they have a tough draw now, even though they dispatched Bayern like quite con really convincingly. Um, but that's more I have even thoughts about that. But um yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting. And I love the point you made about now the inverted fullback. Um I remember in the the second Arsenal United game, there was there was one particular passage of play where it was um, the Zinchenko just was always open because you have that extra man in midfield now. Um, and now you see Liverpool playing. Trent had a really good game, and it's unlocked his abilities. Yeah, it, he, he had a sensational game. He was amazing. That I mean, last that last pass to Darwin Nunes was prime. I mean, he's always had that delivery. It's just he's defending is useless. He's a terrible defender. However, going forward, he's unbelievable. I mean, we know this. Um, could there be a potential full-time move to midfield? Or do you think it, they'll just keep this possession, um, move in while, while they're in possession? I think it's hard because with this, you get the best of both worlds. Mm. You get four at the back out of possession. You get three at the back with an extra man in midfield in possession. So if they had to make a permanent move, mm. it means they lose somebody because it means someone then would go and fill his spot at right back. Yeah. So who's going to go out? I guess Liverpool have space to lose players in the midfield. I mean, Hendo, Fabinho, uh, Curtis Jones, Naby Keita, none of them stand out as someone who would stand ahead of Trent mm -hmm. if Trent had to go there. Yeah. But it just means that they do lose one of those players in the midfield and they have to bring a right back in. And they're not, their depth. Rolling, they're not rolling in cash as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And their depth along the back line there, maybe besides for the center backs, I guess, um, it's not great. Mm. And they definitely are not going to play Joe Gomez there. Yeah. So I see, I see them sticking with that right back position for mm. Trent, but just pushing him in. And you can see City have like even stopped playing Kyle Walker because he can't really play that, that role anymore. You know what I mean? And Ake has been beautiful in that yeah, position sensational he's besides Haaland I think been City's best player this season yeah. purely based on the fact that he's 
the way he works in the system has been so, so good. I mean, Holland, by by sheer numbers, has been the best player in that team. But, I mean, Ake, I think, super underrated in, in, as far as how he's been playing. Um, and did you catch any of the other games, man? What's... Uh, any other any other story storylines that are intriguing you? I I I do have one that I think the Newcastle United Newcastle and Man United uh, race for top three is a, is going to be really tight. It's going to be tight. I mean, it didn't yeah. Newcastle drew this they, weekend? They, they lost. They lost. They lost. They very lost, yeah. very convincingly to Villa. Yes. I mean, they were playing amazing. Yeah. Um, but I do think, I mean, not. I mean, either way, we get Champions League. But obviously, United fans, we want to finish third. Um. But yeah, I think it will go down to the wire, especially because United have been like super inconsistent. Thankfully, mm. we won this past game, playing really well. Mm. A few dumb mistakes that could have cost us. A, a, there was one particular passage where Dello, who was some for some reason on the left, he was like a, he was playing left back because uh, Shaw had pushed up, and he like passed across the goal, and then the the new cost, the 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 Nottingham striker, uh, I can't remember his name now. He like shot, but it like blazed over because yeah. he realized, oh my word, I'm like wide open. So like dumb mistakes like that are going to kill us. And also um, Martinez is out for the rest of the season, which I'm like... Oh, that's brutal. Hey? That is a bummer. And but now, Ericsson's back now. Ericsson eh? is back. He played and, really well. And uh, Garnacho is also back. Playing, yeah, yeah. So we, we're okay. But uh, injuries, Rashford is obviously out yeah. for a bit now, which is which is a bit of a bummer. But I'm glad that we were able to get the goals. Um, Martial's fit and hopefully stays that way for a bit, which is never the case with him. Mm. But... Um, you know, I don't really want to see Maguire playing, but like... <laughs> yeah, the centre-back pairing yeah. of Maguire, Lindelof is back. Oh my gosh, when I saw that, I was like, I can't believe this. All week. we need is Fred and McTominay in the midfield and we've just seen you guys go yeah. nowhere. Yeah. But at least now, I think Casemiro's back. Um, yeah, he's back. He was back this past yeah, game. he is back. He was back this past game. You can just see we, we play so much better when he's around. Yeah. So at least there's that defensive cover, which I love. Um, and, and he has gone... A game without getting a red card, so that's a win. That's a that's the, that's the real victory. That's that actually the, my headline. Ex- <laughs> that's actually that's actually my headline. no red cards for Casemiro. No red cards for Casemiro. Um, I want to talk about the Chelsea Brighton game. Oh man, I, I mean, I called it last week. You did. Yeah. I said two two nil yeah. to Brighton. Chelsea looked all right. Mm. They didn't look horrible, but Brighton are a good team. And did you see that last good. goal? Oh my word, that screamer! Oh, man. Deserving to win yeah. any game, hundred percent. Man, Matoma just. Every single time he's on the ball, I'm like, I like stand up. He, he's he's so good on the ball. It's actually he's so good. It's like Neymar, Neymar vibes, bro. Yeah. Um, but Deserve is doing such an epic job, and it's a bit of a bummer now. Evan Ferguson's injured for them. Yeah. I mean, Welbeck came on and scored. Did <laughs> you just... see their physios? Yeah, you you told me. I saw. Oh, I, I watched the game. Yeah. Yes, they are, are training for something that we just don't know about. Yeah, they're units. They are them. units. No, I bro, I wouldn't want to get injured. <laughs> Because next thing they're just gonna sort you out in the dressing room. Yeah, Evan Ferguson will be back soon. You'll be you'll be yeah. back right away. <laughs> the recovery process for Brighton is super quick. It's, it's so quick. <laughs> Remember there was a time when, like, Arsenal players would just be out for like months and yeah. months. You needed these guys. You needed Apparently, that was something to do with our pitch. I think I remember hearing something, hearing, reading something mm. about uh, either our training ground. Uh, that the ground is too hard or yeah. too soft yeah. or the actual pitch at the Emirates, which is pro- possibly not mm. true because mm. the Emirates is a bloody carpet. Yeah, it's a beautiful stadium. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful pitch. Yeah. Before before those uh, Leicester linesmen mm. who were doing all the patterns and stuff, the Emirates was like the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, bro, Brighton, Chelsea. I'm going to pull up some stats here. Um, final result was 2-1. Final result was 2-1. Um my my quick thoughts just about Chelsea. Um, they've been playing better, especially in the the first half of the Madrid game. They look really good. They look decent. Um, I think Frank is trying to figure out a lineup that works. Um, still like, still like quite a few that like team selections were like habits, man. I don't know why on earth he keeps getting into this team um, when he does. But Gallagher looked awesome, um, and I think Gallagher is like a proper Lampard player, just someone like who runs. Got his got a goal, obviously. And I mean, Zakaria played, which is just he hasn't been playing at all <laughs> this season. Um, Pulisic, I mean, Ziyech also came on a bit. Mudrik looked cool, you know, he's looking decent. But yeah, it's, it's interesting because I think Frank is just trying to figure out a proper lineup for his team. But they're looking, they're starting to look better. The but, Mudrik goal, well, the goal that came from Mudrik mm. was quite good. It was, yeah. If they have to do that consistently, I think things will start to unlock for them. Yeah. Because he is a little bit of a cheat code. 
He is. Like yeah. the way he just cruises past everybody, collects the ball and he's gone. Mm. He's gone. And then it was a, a bit of a dodgy pass, a bit of a dodgy finish, but ultimately yeah, the not depiction. the worst thing ever. Yeah. But when you do look at the stats, Chelsea were dominated. Yeah. There was an XG of 0.54 for, for Chelsea <laughs> and 2.94 for Brighton. Mm. That is a huge gulf, golfing class, mm. the huge gap. Um, Brighton mm. 10 shots to Chelsea's two. Um, yeah, yeah. On target, yeah. They had uh, Brighton at 26 in total. Chelsea only had eight. Yeah. Like possession wise, 58% to Chelsea's 42. Um, so, yeah, no, 100%. They. They made the opportunities that they were given, Chelsea, yeah. um, in the in the short sample size. But yeah, no, Brighton are just playing amazing football. But right then, now. like you said, Chelsea go into the Champions League and play really, really yeah, good football. Exactly, yeah. It was good passing, progressive. Mm. They were creating chances. Kante was playing like a right winger. Yeah, I know. And they he were had so many opportunities as well. It seems mm. that they were switching that right wing to the right wing the whole time, but yeah. they were switching the players who were receiving it there. Mm. So sometimes it was Reese James. Yeah. Sometimes it was Kante. Sometimes it was Kovacic. It was it was anybody who was there. And then they were pumping balls in. So mm. I guess in that sense, a little bit one trick pony esque. <laughs> yeah. But um if they can if they can continue to the development. But I actually think that their squad size is a detriment to them. Yeah. Because is. how is somebody like Lampard? And I know he's got a huge team around him. He's got coaches, he's got analysts, he's got like advisors, everything that he would need and whoever comes in after that would need as well. But how can you specifically coach a way of of playing and how can you work on individual man management with players mm. when there's like 200 players to try and work with? Mm. You want to see, okay, take CDM for example. You want the CDM to play like this. All four of them play differently. Yeah. So then you want to try and coach what Kante is missing to play that style. But then Zakaria is playing a different way. He can do the thing that Kante can't, mm. but can't do other things. It's getting confusing for, even for me. Yeah. So then you want to coach he, him yeah. to do that and then it just gets lost. So you end up just throwing like a blanket over the situation. Mm. This is how we play. This is how we're going to play from now on. Either do it or don't do it sort of thing. You're going to start because you did the one thing that I liked in training. Mm but actually you can't do four of the other things that are needed <laughs> for this. But there's a guy on the bench who can. can he can yeah. do three of those things. So it just gets too confusing. So, yeah. And I see even a, a lot of the squad are, are... I saw Thiago Silva says that... The, well, actually, this is not due to performance-wise, but mm. they had to extend their dressing room because of the size of the squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that is mental. Yeah. I saw a, like a, a sense of jobs. And it was like a, it was just like a, 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 a reel of like, someone said like, I've seen more life in a cemetery. You know, like when you walk out into uh, the pitch, yeah. <laughs> like no one was like clapping, no one was happy. It's, it's just heads down Just walking. heads down, bro. Yeah. It's, so, and it's it, like how I used to walk into school in the morning. Literally, literally, it literally felt like that. It literally looked like that. But also you look at the, the team, I look at defense as well. Like you have players who naturally are better at playing with a three at the back, like a Reese James, for example. But now you, in, you bloat the, the team you have a ton of defenders that you try and get in. Fofana's trying to get back in. Betty Sheila, who's probably their best defender right now. Thiago Silva, who's like overall probably their, their best one. But now neither one of the... Koulibaly as well. None of these guys can play because they're playing such different types of systems. You can't get the most out of Reese James in a back four because he's not... I mean, he can defend beautifully. He's an amazing mm -hmm. defender, but he works so much better with that cover behind him. But then like a lot of these other guys don't really work in that three in the back, like Wes Fofana, for example. So, and then you have like Kukurea, who literally can't defend to save his life, but is who's really good at going forward. But then Chilwell, who kind of offers a bit of both of that, but then he yeah. gets injured all the time. Yeah. So or sent off. Or sent off. <laughs> literally. So now you they're in a similar situation, or because of that, that's the inflated squad, they're in a situation exactly like you're saying. They can't land on that style of play. And also now you sack a manager or two managers for, go for Tuchel to Potter to Lampard now, who all play very different. I mean, Potter and Tuchel, maybe formation-wise, are kind of similar. But they all play very differently. And now, as a result, like you get guys like Gallagher, who was barely getting a look with the previous managers, is playing a lot now. Which is fine, because, I mean, he got a goal. But yeah, it's an interesting situation. I think there'll be a huge, yeah. well, there has to be a huge exodus. At but the end on of that season. as well, so the changing of players, like someone like Gallagher coming in, mm. 
at this stage of the season, you require a lot of momentum to carry you through. Yeah. Like City now have momentum because throughout, since the World Cup, they've been winning. Yeah. Like they have been winning. Arsenal as well. It, like if you look at the players who are performing for us consistently, it's because they've been performing consistently the whole season. Mm. If you had to just throw some someone, let, let's say Smith Rowe in there, He's not going to perform because he doesn't have that momentum. He hasn't been getting those minutes in the field. So mm. like Gallagher, there's only like he's a good player and he can run and he's fit. And that's not the question. It's is he sharp enough to yeah. be coming in at this point of the season and trying to grind out crucial wins mm. so that Chelsea can finish in the top half of the table? Mm. No, I'm so 100% with you. And uh, on the other end, I mean, I mean, Brighton, bro. Yes. <laughs> what a What a team, dude. What a team! I mean, I was uh, I saw the, the the second goal, which man, someone who I like, I feel like doesn't get enough um, look is Solly March. Oh yeah, oh, for man. sure he has been, and and for years now, I think. I mean, he's someone who's had to play like variety of different positions. I remember the first time Brighton came up, I think it was left back. Yeah, moved to like left wing, started on the right this this game. Someone who's like super industrious, works hard, but is like so effective. Yeah, it's like actually like. It's not even funny. I'm very technical with the ball. He is. No, he's a, a wonderful player. And I think um, someone now who I think we're starting to see his quality, and that's probably due to the fact that he played at the World Cup um, with Messi and Argentina, won the World Cup. Uh, McAllister, who's also been linked now with a bunch of teams. Caicedo as well in the midfield. These players, and Pascal Gross as well, someone who's been super consistent for like years now. Um, all of these guys are just playing super, super well. And it's, I think... a a good example of like really good recruitment, like really good coaching and just like um, using people's skills and str uh, strengths effectively in a team setting. Because I mean, I mean, Evan Ferguson's like 18 years old, but he's like banging in the goals. But then you can bring on a guy like Welbeck who just systematically works for a team like this. You know what I mean? Welbeck isn't the player that he was at United or at Arsenal. Um, lost obviously the legs, but still is a really tall player can offer like a lot of dis disruption in the in the box and he scored and you know what I mean so like this is a this is a team that I think next season could be really dangerous and I I don't know where I said I think I don't know if I said they were finishing fifth or sixth uh, who, between them and Liverpool I'm gonna change it I'm gonna change it but I think they're <laughs> gonna I think they can easily finish fifth I think they are like and I think they could reasonably make noise to like finish top four yeah. especially if Newcastle keep dropping points yeah. and United well I mean Brighton have mm. a really tough tough fixtures. They do. They play United. Yeah. They still have to play final. Arsenal. Mm. And they play you guys in the league and the and FA, FA Cup. Up, yeah. So they still have to play Arsenal. They still have to play City as well. Mm. So that's three. And they've just played Chelsea. Yeah. I think they still have to play Newcastle. So to be honest though, if they go on and get some good results in those games, mm. top four is, is likely for them. It's very likely. But I think what's nice about, and I know the, the, the fixtures are hard, but... I think what's to their favor is that they there's really no pressure for them to to like get those results. If that makes sense. Like no one is really expecting them to win, but then because there's like they can just play. That's why they're winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I think with the United game, they'll probably be really geared up for, and the, the Newcastle game because it could end up helping them finish top four. But um, I think the City game is probably just City and City and you guys are going to be the two toughest yeah. results there. Um, let's uh let's look at some of the other results this weekend. Let's let's go. Spurs Bournemouth. What do you think this means for Spurs? Top four? Not a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Not a chance. Europe? Barely, hey. Like yeah. just barely. I think yeah. if if the minimum's at seventh or yeah. eighth for con was it Europa conference. Yeah. I think that's where they're gonna finish. That's amazing. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love hearing that from you. Um Palace. Palace beating Southampton. Southampton are definitely going oh, down, that's, eh? That's down. But down. Palace extend their their hopes to stay up. Yeah, and I think ugh, whatever Roy Hodgson's doing, it's I, working. It's working, eh? It's <laughs> working. Because uh, it's it's so interesting because Vieira, his team was obviously creating the chance of just not finishing. But then, I don't know, that new manager juice yeah. and whatever training sessions Roy's got them doing. You know, the guy's almost 80. Yes, that's ridiculous. That's wild, eh? As while I hope to be like him when I'm 80. You know, he managed Inter Milan in the 90s. Yes, that's class. It's awesome, eh? Was that at the same, that could have been at the same point that Maradona was there? It would have either been... 
Wait, was Maradona yeah, ever at Inter? He would no, no, no. He, he was, was at Napoli. He was at Napoli. Yeah. Yes, I'm so stupid. But he would have played. He would have played in Syria at the time. Um, it was like early '90s, which is crazy. When I saw that, I was that's like, wow. epic, dude. So, I mean, you would manage some. He could have managed Ronaldo when Ronaldo was at. Yes. <laughs> yes, Ronaldo, that's epic. When R nine was there, it was actually crazy to think. Roy and R nine. What? Are, that's uh, maybe, that's the reason why R nine is the best. Maybe. Roy Hudson. Ro- <laughs> yeah, it's what Roy a, left behind that yeah. just shaped him to be who he is. Exactly, bro. Um, so yeah, Southampton. I, I really don't have much to say. They they're definitely going down. Um, Fulham, Everton. Everton, I'm worried about it. <laughs> like every single time. I hope they go down. Do you want them to go down? Yeah. Why? Take Sean Dutch with them. Oh, you don't like Sean. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's your bogey manager. He's a bogey manager. Yeah. Liverpool uh, leads. Did you watch the game? Oh man, Liverpool. But did Liverpool are that team where they could they'll win a, they'll probably lose the next game. Mm. You know what I mean? I saw. Oh, the commentators actually mentioned it that. Before the Arsenal game started, mm. 16 out of their 43 goals, let's say, mm. came in two games. A 9-0 and a 7-0. And now they've gotten a 6-1 as well. Yeah. To be fair though, Leicester Leeds, Leeds played really well to start the game. Yeah, they did. They were looking quite good. but I th- And they went ahead. I think they scored first, I'm pretty sure. No, yeah. no, they didn't. Um, Gakpo scored. Um, and then they drew level. They drew level, sorry. They drew level. Was, yeah. um, oh, no. Gakpo scored, then Salah scored, and then they got one back mm. um, just after halftime, like two minutes after oh, halftime. Man, I think that's when I started watching him. Yeah. And then Jota put in a performance we haven't yes, seen from yeah, him man. in two ages. Goals, yeah. Two goals, he's back. Two bro. goals and an assist. Mm. Um, Gakpo played well, Trent played well. Salah, his aim is, I mean, maybe he's not the, the pace merchant that he once was, but his aim is not going anywhere. Oh, no, his a, first goal he, was magnificent. He's he lethal still. I wonder how is it going to be when... To integrate like Diaz like properly back into the team. Yeah. Now with uh, Jota back and then yeah. Nunez and everything. I mean, it's a good problem to have. Yeah. You have quality across the front line, but but that's <laughs> seems that's the only place they've got depth and quality. Mm. Like they just don't have a midfield. They're they're back four. Like I said, okay. Um, Zmikas is quite a good cover for Robertson. I mm. won't lie. I think he's developed quite well. Mm. Um. It could have gone south because I don't think he's the best player, but I think he's done well to try and match the system. Yeah, yeah. Um, Definitely a good system player. Anywhere, anywhere other than that, like besides, yeah, Konate and Matip is also really good, yeah, to man. be fair. Yeah, yeah. Gomez, no. Nah. <laughs> Gomez, no. And you can ask them, they hate him. Yeah, and then there's, who's that right back? I think it's Calvin Ramsey from Scotland. Yes, yeah. yeah. But he's super young. I think he's like 19 yeah. or something. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And uh, what was the last game? Obviously City Leicester. Yeah, I do. I, I don't really want to talk about that because it's just, it's just, <laughs> Holland's going to score like 40 goals at this rate. I just see, bro, that's what good teams do. Mm. They score three and then they win. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they win. Yeah. Like I, I, I turned off after three minutes because I'm just kind of disconnecting from City. Just every time I watch them, it makes me just fearful. Mm. Um, so I watched the first, I watched, I watched the first three goals and then just thought this could have, this could easily be like five or six at the end of the game. Yeah. But then it seems from what I've heard and from what I've read that Leicester actually bumped them after that. Mm. Like they got a goal back. And yeah. if you look at like the XG from the second half and stuff, Leicester were all over them. Mm. So maybe, maybe, I mean, goals, if man, City maybe. haven't gotten three, three goals up, maybe that's a different result there. But no, hundred percent. Um, before we do a quick prediction for the coming games. Let's do a quick uh, Champions League roundup. Oh, we spoke just now before we started. The San Siro semi final, bro. Yes, that's epic. Milan yeah. Derby semi final. That is, that is classic. I want to shout out to Andrea Zuccarelli. This is, <laughs> I'm sure he's loving life right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he is. This I is, actually messaged him and he was just, <laughs> he messaged me back saying, Liao ended careers with, <laughs> with his run there. Liao's, oh my word. I, I'll get to something about him. I'd I'd love him, eh? I know what you're gonna yeah. say. <laughs> I'm gonna say one about one of their squad as well. Oh man, Rafael. You guys so, will understand later. <laughs> yeah, you'll understand it. Oh man, I love him. But um, I think just as a historic football fan, it's actually really nice to see like the two big Italian teams doing well in Europe. Yeah, especially the past like ten years, they've been so like bad, like genuinely. Yeah. I mean, Inter probably not as bad as Milan, but. Milan went from winning the league to like finishing seventh for like four years straight, um, barely making like Europe, making Champions League, and then mm-hmm. looking really bad. And now both of them are competing for Serie A again, which is like the best thing to see. I'm not a Juventus hater or anything like that, but like it's nice that the, these two teams are. And but besides like Gianluca, I don't really know many 
Juventus fans, and it seems like Juventus yeah. are like the most hated team in Italy. Yeah, <laughs> just based on like what what they tell me. I um, was indoctrinated to to enjoy AC. I wouldn't say I support them because mm. I don't follow them enough. But yeah. if you have to point a gun to my head and say choose an Italian team, I'm definitely taking Milan. Mm. Like they are. I think it's the team of old. Yeah, it is, eh? Yeah. Dude, like they just, they're classics, bro. Yeah. Some of the players that have come through there oh, are man. unbelievable. And oh, I hope they go on to win, bro. Seriously. It really is. Yeah, yeah, dude. Imagine Milan winning the Champions League I mean, again. it'd be beautiful, bro. That'd be awesome, yeah. dude. I'd lo- Especially I'd love beating that. City while doing it. Yeah. Uh, to the other to the other side, man. Madrid versus City. Yeah. Rematch. 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 Yeah. Um, first, first. I mean the the last year's fixture was it last year? Or the yeah, it year was probably? last year. I mean that was a I mean Benzema masterclass. I mean, yeah. but those two games were genuinely like super good. Yeah. So these two teams, but Vinicius is like tearing up English right, right backs right now. Somebody suggested to me that he is probably better than Neymar at that age. I can see that. Yeah, hmm. I can definitely see that. I think, I think Neymar was better, but I just don't think Neymar lived up to all that he could have been. And Neymar might be one of the most... I say that because he hasn't had a bad career at all. And he's on the Champions League mm. and all that kind of stuff. So he's had a brilliant career. And Neymar's one of my favorite players ever. And I think ability-wise, you can argue, arguably one of the best. And I'm talking sheer ability. I'm not talking mm. career and anything. Um, really just one of the best players ever. Like what he does with the football is just magical. Uh, but I totally agree. I think he hasn't lived up to... And I think the PSG move, I get why he did it. But it was also probably money-driven as well. So for his brand and longevity for his life and family, it was probably the good move. Yeah. But I don't think he but should I mean, have been But I mean, they don't need that money. Yeah, but I mean, you know these guys. I mean, Ronaldo doesn't need to be being getting paid as much as he is now. Yeah. But he still went to yeah. Saudi. You know? Why not, eh? I guess, you know, if, if, if someone's offering you, I'm not going to say no. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, but yeah, no, Vinicius. And it's crazy because the first like few years, he was really bad. At yeah, he was. He was terrible. There was a whole thing of Benzema saying, he's, he's playing, playing against, against us, I, I swear. I remember. Yeah. And now they're like buddies, they're homies. Yeah. But I think that's also like what I like about is that they really stuck to it. They paid a lot for him. So you can't just like decide not to to use him. And it's really come back good. I yeah, mean, he is, he is so good. It's actually yeah. unreal. And um, even guys like Rodrigo on the right wing, mm. someone who kind of goes um, unsung, I think, in that Madrid squad. Yeah, um, he seems like a sweet guy to me. Mm. Like he seems a bit too sweet for his for his own good. Because, yeah. like you said, he goes a bit unnoticed. Yeah, but he's a good player. Yeah, he's not like super flashy. Like you don't really see him like socials or anything. Like Vinicius, like where's the Gucci yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, Rodrigo got two goals now. Yeah, his his movement was amazing. Um, He's a super good player as well. How old is he? Bro, he's like 22, dude. He looks so, very young. So, did you hear the, the, the guy that they bought from Palmeiras, Enric? Enric. He's like 16, 17 or something. Yeah. So, basically for... Heard a guard round two. Yeah. So, for like 10 years, they're going to have Vinicius, Rodrigo and Enric as a yeah, front line. Yeah, that's very good. Eh? And he's banging it. And, and I mean, listen, before I would say the Brazilian league was not a good representation, but I mean, Vinicius came straight from there. Mm. Rodrigo came straight from there. Neymar came straight from there. And they all Martinelli having, came straight from there. Martinelli did. <laughs> I forget that he's Brazilian, eh? Yeah. Because it sounds like he should be like you just go Italian. back to the just go back to the Spurs game mm-hmm. at the start of the year and see the touch where somebody switched the ball to him. Yeah. And he just turned around and just popped it up with his back. Yeah. And then you'll remember he's Brazilian. Yeah, <laughs> yeah bro. I watched the I watched the City buying game last night. Mm. And I watched the the first leg as well and City clean buying up. Ooh. They did destroy them literally. But last yeah. night, it, uh, yeah, I think Bayern played well. Mm, they no, played very like, well. I don't know if Pep wanted to go into the game and say close up shop. Yeah. But that's what they did. Mm. They closed up. And I think Bayern were unlucky to not have a, have at least one in the first half. Yeah. Like they had some brilliant chances. Mm. Sane just nicking a pass at post. Did you see the oh, yeah. Upamencano red card that was actually offside? Yeah. So Haaland broke through, was was clean, clean. Mm. And Upamon kind of just literally just yeah. kicked his legs yeah. out <laughs> and then was pointing to the linesman saying he's offside. Yeah. Ref didn't see, see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he just comes straight red and then kind of looks over and he goes, oh, sorry, it's, yeah. it's uh, like it's super offside, lucky, yeah. yeah. There was um the Haaland goal with, with, where he got Upamon, he fell down, he like slammed the ground. He was yeah. so angry. I would be too. I'm just like ah, I just let a goal in. You know yeah, what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'd be fuming, but I I'd think be fuming as well. I think I don't think Bayern were a side that could have troubled Real 
the way they were playing mm. in the last two legs. Like they were good last night, but they just lacked that end product. Mm. And I know it's easy to say that about football teams. Oh, they just lacked the final pass, but you could just like sense it. Like yeah. they would get near the box and, and it just takes one, push it away and shoot. And you're testing Edison like mm. a lot. Yeah. But then they want to flick it over the top looking mm. for cute little passes and stuff. And they just, they're not, they're not doing that well. Yeah. Sometimes you just need that, like that killer and run a goal who's just going to shoot like if he's open. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is and where, where they, they miss like a Lewandowski, for example. They need Kimmich to stand up and do that sometimes because mm. he finds himself in amazing positions outside yeah. the box. He's just not. And I don't know what happens. I can't speak to what happens in the Bundesliga yet because we we don't have access to watch Bundesliga we games. Don't. We do not in our country. Um, but yeah, if he can step up and be that player for them and start getting crucial goals, just like Rodri did in the first leg, yeah. then I think they can look, well, I think Tuchel will get more out of them altogether as a team. Yeah, I, I think this result says to me, I don't think it's, I, I mean, listen, City were the better team and deserve to go through, but I also think it was such poor decision-making from Bayern you sack Nogglesman, who actually hasn't been doing that badly. Like he was a point behind in the Bundesliga. Now they're on top. And you sack him two games before a quarterfinal against Manchester City. And now you expect Tuchel, who's a great coach, obviously, to now forge a result back. It's never going to happen. Mm. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying that firing him long-term, Nogglesman that is, was the wrong decision. I'm, I, I, I understand the optics around why he why he's left. And like obviously there's rumors that he didn't the the squad didn't really like like really gel with him and like it did a lot of the team didn't respect and that him. he had an affair i did hear that as well yeah yeah dodgy dodgy i didn't even think that's rumors i think that's i, I don't know i think that's confirmed i'm i'm hearing i'm seeing it a lot more so yeah it, it was be, like yeah it was like the club's personal journalist almost mm. and his wife his wife or his girlfriend left him mm. um in which case, I can understand them being like, "That's what I'm saying, oh, like, dude." Yeah, that's. That's why I get the optics around it. Yeah. But if we're talking shit football, like it was probably the wrong time. But yeah. I get that kind of stuff can really cloud, and really put like a, a cloud over your team, and then results can end. But listen, I I, I don't think I, I think City are we're gonna go through anyway. They played amazing, and now let's do a quick a quick uh, prediction for for the results. Who's making the final, bro? Who's making the final? Yeah, I think it's going to be Real Madrid. Versus AC Milan, and that is a classic. That final. is a beautiful final. Oh, yeah. that is unreal. Yeah, my my heart doesn't want City to win at all. Like I really, I, the last thing I want to see is Man City winning a Champions League. So I'm going to say Madrid as well. I think they are the kings of this tournament, and I also think AC in the final. But also Milan, the derbies go either way nowadays. Like Inter always somehow get their number. So Lukaku turns up. Inter's a good team as they're well. Good, though, they're eh? a good team as well. Yeah. But I think if Inter makes the final, I think they're losing. I, whereas I think if Milan makes the final, I think they have Liao. He's yeah. A, yeah. He's a different player. He's a different, he's a different and class. An, bro. And another player who I will who you'll speak say, to yeah. later. So yeah, I, I think the same. But I think that, okay, we'll, we'll do the, the actual who's winning yeah, it yeah. all later. On. But yeah. yeah, so we say Madrid go through and and AC to go through. Yeah. So let's, uh, shall we go through a quick... Um, yeah, let's do a, let's do a quick... Uh, run through our predictions for this weekend. And then, um, and then we have a couple of questions for each other. Yes. Yeah. Yes. End it off with, Ended off with, yeah. with some of our opinions that you, you can't disagree with because this is a podcast exactly. and we can't hear you. Exactly. You're probably yelling in your earphones right now. In exactly. Your Saka is the best player in the world. You can't argue with that. You can't argue you with can't. that. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's start from... You can actually add a Q&A on Spotify, hey? Really? So then you can say who do you think is the best player and people can type it in on Spotify. I don't care about our listeners. I don't want to hear from them. <laughs> the worst. They're going to say like Holland. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we don't care about you guys. Um, okay, I'll let you do this one. Arsenal, Southampton on Friday night. I think you guys are going to win quite convincingly. I can mm. see a, I can see a 3-1 there. Yeah. I think All we need though is Walcott to score like a hat-trick against us and <laughs> just absolutely send us plummeting down to fourth. <laughs> Yo, the, the boy returns returns to the Emirates but now I think you guys will win quite uh, quite convincingly and you? Uh, yeah I think we'll win mm. um, I don't know yeah I, th I hope we win convincingly yeah. I hope it's a performance to shut everybody up including Arsenal fans including mm. myself shut up the internal thoughts of are we bottling this mm. and just kind of calm us and calm the whole 
the whole ship and just be like, cool, it, this is fine. We have made some mistakes, but we, um, we're fine now. Yeah, I think you guys would be good. Fulham, Leeds, um, what are you saying? Fulham at home? Yeah. They're a good team at home. I think it's going to be 2-1 to Fulham. Mm. I was clearly wrong about my result that Fulham were going to bottle a whole bunch of results, Mitrovic being out. And I think just because Leeds are coming off really bad results now, I do think that Fulham will win this. Um, but it, I don't think it'll be like a 3-1 like they did in the previous game. I think it'll be a bit tighter. So I'll say a 2-1 for this one as well. Cool. Brentford, Aston Villa, that's a good game. Yeah, but Villa, man, they're looking so good. They're so looking I think, good. Uh, and this is away and their yeah. form away has been unbelievable. Yeah, so I, I, go, I go Villa with this one. Ollie Watkins is looking so good right now. Yeah. Um, which I'm so happy for him because he's a player who I think um, wasn't really getting the chances. Danny Ings was obviously taking a lot of the playtime and now he's just showing how good he is. Um, former Brentford player, actually. Yeah. Yeah, which I think will be playing in his mind a bit. Um, but yeah, I see them winning. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Uh, Liverpool and Nottingham Forest? Um, I will say Liverpool will win. Yeah. I think they've found a little bit of um, a little bit of form. Uh, so I think they'll win. I think it'll be convincing as well. Mm, I think so too. Um, what's next? Crystal Palace, Everton. Did we do that? We didn't do that. Right? We didn't do that. Yeah. No. Who's it? It's yours as well. It's mine. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will say. Yo, I actually don't know with Everton. It's so hard to actually predict. But I think just because Palace are in really good form, I'm going to say they're going to win. Any score prediction? I'm going to say two 0 Two 0 Yeah. 2-0. I would say three 0 to Palace. Mm. And Leicester Wolves. That's you. That's me. Oh, yeah. Mm. Hey, Kyle, what do you think of Leicester Wolves? Hey, oh, well, thanks, <laughs> uh, Linda. Um, I think Wolves will win. Yeah. I think Wolves will win 1-0. I could see a draw here. Um, yeah, uh, I could, a, a draw is a good shot. Yeah, I could see a draw here and a, a 1-1. I think, like you said, Leicester played really well towards the end of that City game. Um, Wolves are always a bit like shaky at times, um, but across the board have a good team, but... I don't think I don't see anyone like running away with this result. So I could see, and they're quite hard teams to beat. So one-one, I think. And then Newcastle. Ooh, there's a good one. Newcastle and Tottenham. Oh, I think, I think Newcastle will do it. Eh? Same, same. I don't think Spurs have the cutting edge to go to St James's Park mm. and do a lot of damage yeah. to Newcastle. I think they can score. Son seems to be finding form yeah, again. Yeah, scored this past weekend. Um, Kane is just Kane. He's he's always there. He's yeah. always a threat. Um, but know, once Newcastle decide to lock up shop, it's over. It's yeah. over. Yeah. And then they can still hit you as well. That's yeah. what I think has set them apart this season. Mm. They've closed up at the back, but they've instead of just parking the bus, grinding out draws, grinding out meaningless games just to see it through, wasting time mm. without any purpose, they're actually scoring as well. Win, yeah. And they've got good players up front, mm. so I think I think Newcastle. I think Newcastle will win one 0 mm. I also see a Newcastle win. Um, I could see like a two 0 mm. um, kind of similar to when they played United. I think they could dominate the game like that. Um, do you know Dan Juma has more goals than Richarlison this season, and he only joined in January? <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard when you don't have any goals. <laughs> That's true. And did you see? Did you see again against against uh, who they play? Bournemouth. Yeah, he scored, and it's like the third goal he scored this season that's been ruled offside. Yeah, it is just brilliant, dude. I love it. And speaking of Bournemouth, fifteenth first, fourteenth Bournemouth West first West Ham. Um, Bournemouth again. They're like one of those teams that will surprise you with the result, like at uh, the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. But um, I think also because West Ham coming off the Arsenal result. I can see them like kind of deciding to to pick up a bit of form to stay up. So I'm going to say West Ham for this one. Nice, yeah, me too. Yep. Um, it's obviously a few postponed games. Chelsea's not playing. United's not playing. City's, City's not, not playing. playing. Yeah. Uh, I'm just looking quickly now. Just a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Fun fact. Um, City have 78 goals this year. Yeah. Uh, Arsenal, who are second, have 74. So they've only outscored us wow. by four goals. We've obviously just conceded a few more. Mm. Can you guess how many goals? Scored, Man United has. I want to say forty-two. Oh, dude, that's very close. Yeah. That's very close. Forty-six. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, because we have scored. There's been games where we've scored like two or three a game. So, but I know it hasn't come a lot because we've had a few one nils and all that. 
and we've conceded a lot in like the Liverpool games and, yeah. the, and stuff like that. So what's our what's our current um what's the way goal difference? It I, must be, like I think it's nine yeah. after the weekend. Okay, so if if City are first with mm. seventy eight, Arsenal are second with seventy four, can you guess who is third? Before goals scored. Goal scored. Why do I feel this might be a random one? Eh? Why do I feel like it's Brighton? Is that your final? That's answer? my final answer. Yeah, that is not Brighton. Brighton are fifth okay. on fifty-four goals, but it's not far off. Yeah, third is Spurs. Believe Spurs. it or not, with Crazy. fifty-seven. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Then Liverpool's just behind them. Yeah, Liverpool, I thought would be up there as well. Yeah, skipping ahead right down to the bottom, Southampton on twenty-four. Understandable. Yeah. Crazy. So questions. Let's get into it. So. We should have a theme tune for when we do questions. Yeah, yeah that'd be actually a second. Questions. <laughs> so, Carl, first question. So, um, season's almost up. Transfer window is around the corner. Um, and I, I did ask you off air to kind of prep you for this, but I didn't, we didn't give each other time to think about it. So, if you can choose three positions in your team, so it can be like cover for a position or someone to fill that position now, and then three players, realistic players. So neither one of us can say like Mbappe or something like that. Um, so realistic players who who we think could, would legitimately come, who we can afford. Um, who are those, What are those three positions and who are those three players? Should we go one one at a time? Okay. Yeah. Well, I can save you the time and just say Arsenal are the best team in the world and can get anyone <laughs> they want. So we're going to get Neymar, Mbappe and, and Messi. Messi. Yeah. Actually, we're going to get three Hollands. <laughs> Clone them, yeah, yeah. Clone them. Um, you could get Messi as a free agent at the end of the season. I don't want. I love Messi, but I don't want him. Mm. He, it would, it would, it would turn. I don't want him to ever go to the prem. Now he's too old. Yeah. Anyway, uh, okay. So if it's it's not a, so it's no secret mm. that Arsenal fans, despite this season, absolutely adoring Granit Xhaka. Yeah, he is getting on an age. Yes, and that is a crucial position for us. Mm. So my first one, I think I would replace Shaka. Mm. So not even as cover. Yeah. I think I would move Shaka to cover and replace him with, can you guess? Declan Rice. No. Oh, wow. Benacer. From AC? From Milan, Oh, yeah. it's never. Is that the player that you were... That's the player okay. I was thinking of, that's yeah. A, that's a fantastic shot. Yeah. I thought you were going to say Declan Rice. Oh, I think Benacer is so good, dude. Mm. And he fills, he would fill that role perfectly. Mm. He's... He's really not bad going back. Like a lot of players you want in that eight position. Yeah. Brilliant going forward, but don't offer as much defensively. Mm. He does offer quite a bit back there. And he's incredible going forward as well. Yeah. He's technical. He's good on the ball. He's smart. Mm. Um, I don't actually know how old he is, but I think, I think 26, 27. So perfect. Yeah. Prime age. Mm. Prime age. And I mean, I know a whole like identity this season as the youngest team in the league. But mm. you, I mean, we signed Party. we signed, like Party was a few years ago, but we signed Trossard, he's yeah. also 2017. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are players who can come in and make an impact now and make an impact for the next two or three years as well. Yeah. Yeah. So Benesse for me, who are you going with? Um, I do think this is fairly realistic. We would have to obviously pay over the moon, but United have shown that they're not afraid to do that. Yeah. Um, as much as I, I like Anthony and I think, he could become like a bit of a world beater. At the moment, I think he's quite young, very rash, loses his head a bit. Um, so I think to to replace him and then make him the second option on the right wing, I am moving him out of position a bit. But my 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 thinking is, if we play Rashford more as a striker, um, okay, play Rashford more as a striker, open up their left wing, and then the boy Rafa Liao <laughs> would be. And I know. Forgive me if this if it sounds unrealistic, but I don't think it's. Unrealistic. I don't think it's unrealistic. Yeah. I think United is one of those teams mm. who, no matter what their circumstances mm. are, when they come knocking, yeah. players answer. People they'll consider it. Yeah, and he is six three, like the one and only Cristiano Ronaldo. He is lightning quick. Um, I think he's a fantastic player, and I also think uh, his contract situation and Milan have notoriously not overpaid players when they feel like if they want to go they can go great model um, great model because it's brought uh, it's brought them more players mm. to come in and get opportunity and his contract I think is up next season so if they want to cash in and if he doesn't sign a new contract this season then I think we could probably mm. knock on the door and be like here's 60 here's 60 mil um, he's got one year left yeah doesn't want to sign yeah and you're going to lose him for free anyway so may as well may it's as well a good shot yeah. I think he's a great player 
I would probably replay him on the left. That's, is that what you said? So yeah, so yeah, yeah. With, with Rashford on the right. Yeah, Rashford on the right. Or if we play him, him more as a striker. I would play I would play Rashford down the middle, mm. Sancho on the right, Sancho slash Anthony, yeah. share that, or Garnacho. Yeah. Three, a lot of cover there. Yeah. And then play Liao on the left. Yeah. I think that's potent. That's, that's, that that's is potent. That is lightning quick. Well, yeah. With Anthony and everything. I have a, I have a theory. This is, sorry, this is unrelated, but it's... Uh, uh, I was thinking, I saw this with like a bunch of other football content creators and it got me thinking about when there's English players in like other leagues, they get hyped up to like this astronomical level, like world beaters. And, but the moment they come to the Prem, they get exposed for like small things. An example is Jude Bellingham. He is someone who is genuinely a good player and we've seen him play for England as well. But he has like a really dodgy first touch and all that kind of stuff. But he's like hyped up as one of the best midfielders in the world, which I'm not denying. And I really love Jude Bellingham. I think he's awesome. If he had to come to the Prem, I think the microscope will be on him. And then all of a sudden, people are going to say, oh, he's actually trash. Like with Sancho, when he was at Dortmund, world beater. Yeah, unreal. Amazing. Comes to United, definitely a harder league. Um, System-wise as well, you can argue that's also played a part. But then now it's like, okay, now completely written off. Like, oh, my word, what's happened to this guy? You can't get bad in a season. You know what I mean? So that's my... That was no, just my interesting it's, it's, point. It's a good, it's a good theory. Because I, I rate Sancho still quite highly, and uh, I want him to succeed at United. So I'm hoping that he, he does. I think United fans are probably more hurtful to new signings than they are helpful, mm. because Sancho was built up to be the player that he could that he was built up to be mm. because of. Oh, we're gonna sign Sancho. Yeah. Sancho's the best player in the world. Yeah. Oh, he's gonna sign him, and then we're gonna win the league, and mm. then he's gonna score for twenty goals a season, and then he comes. And yes, he was good at Dortmund. Yeah, but I think he's probably been just as good here. It is just a harder league, yeah. and he was way overhyped. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. like, he's not doing anything that he wasn't doing. He was never at fifteen. He's not a goal scorer. You no, know what I mean? yeah, he's not. Yeah, and he was. He's never been lightning quick. He's got unreal like dribbling ability. But like, that's where it ends. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Okay, my, my next one. Go. Uh, okay, I think yours after this is probably just cover. Really, it is probably yeah. just cover. I think I think Thomas Party still has a good, a good, a definite good one season, mm. pr- a probable good two seasons, but no more than three. I don't think. Yeah. So. The player I would want to know, Arsenal fans are shouting Declan Rice, and I do enjoy Declan Rice, and I think if we could get him, we should, but not for anything more than fifty million. Especially if they go down. As Especially well. if they go down. Mm. So I think, and I don't think Brighton will release him to us, but I think the player that we should get is Caicedo. I think he fits the 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 party role perfectly. Yeah, and he's only going to get better. He's so good defensively, and he's so he's so slick on the ball moving forward as mm-hmm. well. And that's exactly what Party is. I mean, Declan Rice had a. This is interesting because Declan Rice had a good game against Arsenal, but why is it a good game? Because he's been having games where he hasn't had the influence he had against Arsenal recently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you can say that for every player: there's good games, there's bad games. But a top player worth more than 60, 70 million is consistent yeah and i don't think declan rice has hit that consistency as much as he could have and i think in the moments he's good he's absolutely brilliant mm. but when he's not he's can be a liability i don't know why i'm pointing at the wall like um, he's like he's right there next to us yeah he's right there i'm just shouting at him declan, you, declan get better if you are listening to this get get more consistent and shout out that if you're listening that's and shout cool. out if you're listening also i'm not a bad passer of the ball so yeah Get a get him a trial at West Ham. Yeah, I've got a game of five aside on Saturday if you're keen. Yeah. It's eight AM. We're struggling for numbers, so anyone listening to this as well. Yeah, you're more than welcome. Yeah. yeah. We take a break in this podcast to thank our sponsor, Highway Five Aside. Yeah. <laughs> Highway Football Park. Shout out, guys. Um for me it's also a midfield position. Um my dream person in this role would be Frankie Dion. Mm. And I think even the saga continues, yeah, and that that saga broke my heart, man. Because I was like, "It's it's agreed." Fabrizio said it's happening. And <laughs> here then, we go. Here we go. And then flipping Frankie was like, "No, nah, I'm not going." Um, but I think it's still possible that it could happen. But I'm gonna release that for now and say, a player that I think we could get and is quite highly linked with us 
And I think if you guys get Caicedo, it leaves this player open for us to get, and that's Alexis McAllister. Um, I know he's been playing more as a 10 recently, but I do think with the way we've been playing, I don't know if you've seen like some highlights or anything, but Bruno has been like really like going deep a lot, which has pushed uh, Sabitzer up to the 10 position and even Ericsson. And it hasn't stopped Bruno's like creative uh, output at all. Like he's still one of the highest chance creators in our team most definitely and in the Prem. Um, so the fact that we have that versatility where we don't have to play Bruno as a 10, um, obviously we it does, we, even that being said, he still offers a huge goal threat as well. I mean, the, in this Nottingham game, he had, a, he had a, there was a corner, short pass to to Ericsson, pass back, whipped it in and it hit the post. I'm like, okay, he can still like offer a lot of goals going forward. So I think either we push Bruno back or just start McAllister as a eight of some kind mm. and then they kind of do an interchanging thing. Um, I also wouldn't mind if we made Sabitz a permanent I do think he's... Bro, you're giving me like three answers here. Who's definite here? My definite is McAllister. Okay, there yeah, we go. Sorry. Yeah. I just wanted to give you guys the bigger picture. The bigger know? picture. Yeah. McAllister. And I think it be, won't be super expensive. No, I don't think it'll be um, too bad. But the problem is everybody wants Brighton's players. That's true. So I want, I want me tomorrow. That's not my choice. Yeah. Just clarify that's not my choice. Mm. I've got a smarter choice for my third one. Okay. My third and final one. Um, yeah, I think defensively... We are looking a bit thin. Mm. Um, we ultimately we should go for a centre back cover, but I wouldn't be able to confidently tell you a name and say this is the centre back that should come in. Okay. I be, it's probably going to be somebody we don't know, mm. who's like like our new player Kivio. Yeah, I think he'll develop into a good player. Yeah, someone who I would know and who I would want is Carl Walker Peters. I think you're, he's and he's you're crossing can, the bridge, eh? Yeah. yeah, North London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's a, he's a great player. Yeah, no, he's, um, he's been awesome. And, yeah. But Southampton definitely going down. Well, yeah, I think he's, be, he'll probably leave. I wouldn't mind what price at United, eh? What price? I, I yeah, maybe. As, a, as a, If we get rid yeah. of Sabitz, I would It was like American football and you can just bring somebody on to take kicks. Yeah. And then it's just, free kicks, yeah. Just bring them on to take free kicks yeah. and then pull them straight back off. Yeah. And then you will win every game. Mm. Just make sure that Bruno does what he does best and goes down at the edge of the box. Yeah, and then somehow... <laughs> Is that the aircon? The aircon is on. I wonder if you can hear it in the mics. Hopefully not. Okay, your last one, and I have a question for you. Awesome. My last one is a right back. Um, I am not convinced by Dallo at all. Um, I, I, I thought he could develop into somewhat of a, a Cancelo type of player. Um, I'm not saying it's impossible. He's only 23, so it, is it possible? I wouldn't mind us uh, letting him go out on loan somewhere. At like a Atleti Madrid or something, you know, get like some real uh, experience. And then I think we need someone who's super dynamic down the right. Uh, Jeremy Frimpong from... Uh, ah, that's a good shot. From uh, Bayer Leverkusen. That's a very good shot. Um, former Celtic player. Celtic mm. is a team that I kind of have a soft spot for. Um, so Are you Scottish? My great-grandfather is. Really? True, true story. John wow. Ross, I've never told you that. No. John Ross. You know my, you know my, my Oh, I think you did tell yeah. me when you wanted Scotland to win the Euros. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So the soft spot, I love, uh, love, love the Greek, love the hoops. Scotland. For those of you who aren't watching, he's actually wearing a kilt right now, and I was wondering. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, now it explains it. Now I understand yeah. why yeah. you're wearing the kilt and my backpipes are in the back. As yeah. Well. yeah, So I okay. played, I played as the outro. Yeah, there we go. Um, so Jeremy from Prong. <laughs> my only issue is that it might be quite expensive. It might be between like fifty and sixty, just because Leverkusen is looking really good. And same thing with they're like the Brighton of the Bundesliga in the sense that. They're a team on like a really small budget doing really well and the players might go for like big money, like DRB on the right. You guys have been linked to them at some stage. He's awesome as well. Um, I wouldn't mind him either. But yeah, I think get rid of one of our right backs, even if it's on Pasaka and then Jeremy from Pong because he offers like almost the exact same defensive numbers as like one Pasaka. And like going forward, he's 10 times better. So yeah. I really like him a lot. That's my my third one. Well, let's hope all of those come true for the both of us. Yeah. Except for you. I don't want yours to come true. But <laughs> we get Frankie, it's over, guys. <laughs> it's over I thought you wanted McAllister. Now you want Frankie again. Listen, Frankie's my dream, but McAllister would be very happy. He's with. a safe bet. He's a safe bet. He's yeah. who you'll settle for. I'll settle for McAllister. Yeah. Yeah. I would as well, yeah. to be honest. Yeah. He's a World Cup winner, bro. Okay, bro. My question for you, and I think the last question of the podcast. Mm. This is a controversial one. I had this conversation with my my roommate the other day. Yeah. And uh my answer shocked him, but I then elaborated. I showed my workings and 
I think he understood and yeah. he took it away because nice. it was his team and it hurt him. Yes. Who do you think in the Premier League makes the worst signings? And let's look at this not in an all-time scenario, mm-hmm. but let's talk about the last like two or three windows. Who do you think has made the worst signings? Um I think I have two answers for this and I'll, I'll be quick with both. And uh, the one I feel like you you might think it's obvious for me to say, though this is not that answer. One I think is Everton. Yes, yeah, I agree. Yeah, Everton have made, Everton are not a poor club. Mm. They have a very rich owner. Um, they're building a new stadium. There's clearly investment there. I they, forgot about that stadium. Yeah, That's going to look great in championship, in championship players. Yeah. yeah. It's right by the, by the harbor. It's beautiful, yeah. man. It's going to be an awesome stadium. Um, but they've made really bad signings in the sense of like they've signed a ton of players who just none of them have worked out. Because um, they've signed players for like a decent, like Dwight Neal is a good player, like 20 mil, but then he just hasn't worked out. Neil Marpe has scored like nothing. Um, Iwobi for 40 million from Arsenal is the deal of the century for us. Did, I don't know how you guys, when you guys like sold Chamberlain to Liverpool yeah. when he was barely playing for you guys and you sold him for like 35 mil. Venga, bro, he's a genius. He really is. Um, so I think Everton is one. Another one, I think, which is, I feel like, fairly obvious, but I think the past two windows have maybe argued that, is United. And, um, yeah. And, okay, uh, we're in agreement yeah. then. Are we the same? <laughs> we're the same. Oh, there we go. I would have said... That's I why we get along, bro. This is, yeah. why, this is why we have a podcast together. <laughs> dude, we do have a podcast <laughs> yeah. together and because we, we are the same brain. I think the same. I yeah. think it's the Scottish heritage. There it is, yeah. Although I'm not Scottish, so... Where's your surname from? Isn't it Hebrew or something? It's, uh, it is Hebrew. Oh, I don't know. I think mm. it's Jewish or something. Mm. But Kyle is a Scottish word. Yes. So there we go. Well, there we go. There we go. But yeah, bro, I would argue, I wouldn't even argue, I would agree with you that Everton... So we were exactly the same. Exactly the same. That's beautiful. And we did not rehearse this. We were genuinely the first time we had saying these answers to each other. Um, United, I would say, the past window, I think, was really good for us. Um, And I was even like, even when we signed like... uh, I have one word to counter that. Who? Ronaldo. Verhorst. You think he's... Here's the thing. I <laughs> I think it depends on why people think we bought him or we learned him. He was never... Why goal. do you buy a striker? <laughs> That's such a good question. <laughs> to, yes, to score goals. However, <laughs> we we bought him. For one, we had zero depth in that position because everyone was injured. Um, but also his pressing game. He's like one of the top pressers in the fourth position. He's like top three. And his holder play is amazing. He just can't do anything else besides that. <laughs> so I listen. I, okay, I, I can. I can. I can. I'll agree. With that hasn't been the best one. And I know it's a loan, but it's the whole thing of you've still loaned Vachhorst over another player. No, hundred percent. Yeah, I get that. But then, like the the other players we brought in have been genuinely really. I mean, yeah, Casemiro has changed this team altogether. Yeah. Ericsson has been a good player. Ericsson's been good. Free as well. Yeah, um, Ronaldo. I can. Genuinely, like, say for a fact that. But to be fair, he, the first season he was he was good, relatively speaking, to like what we needed from him. I mean, he scored about like eighteen goals in the league. He was in the PFA Team of the Year as well. This season, obviously, he was really bad. But I would argue that his first season he was really good. Um, but to, I would say the seasons prior to that, we've made some shocking ones, like yeah. Harry Maguire. Yeah, M- Mourinho. Mourinho was saying um, when we wanted him initially, we could have gotten him for sixty. And then we signed him for 80 the next season. That's awesome. Yeah. If we were having this conversation like two or three years ago, not even, if we were having this conversation a few more years than two or three ago, I think the common consensus would have been that Arsenal make the worst signings because we have had some stinkers, bro. Most, probably most recently, the player that has hurt us the most is Pepe. 72 Uh, million record mm. transfer and some good player just not good enough mm. and bad attitude. Well, you know, I don't know. I can't speak to his attitude. I don't know the guy. But mm. from the fans' perspective, we were just looking at him and being like, this guy, he's just, he's not the one. Yeah. Um, and then you go back to some of our players, bro. Some of the guys we've brought in, some guys we brought in who haven't even played, bro. There was um, Dennis Suarez. Oh, yeah. You know that <laughs> um, man? Yeah, yeah. He's played for, he's played for Barcelona, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Brought him in. Never saw him. We also once bought, I think we bought a Korean guy. He scored in the World Cup or a Japanese guy, one of the two. Is it that Rio something? something guy? I could, I there, was a, there was a guy named Rio, but that was like Venga days. So that was a while ago. I couldn't tell you his mm. name, but we brought him in 
and people were hyping him up that he's as good as free kicks as Beckham and he's like <laughs> going to be the best player, the best Asian player in the Premier League. Yeah. Didn't see him once. Not once. So we've had some absolute stinkers, but I think we've gotten it not even right. We've gotten it almost perfect mm-hmm. over oh, the last yeah. few seasons. Remember like, when I, I didn't rate the Odegaard signing? Yeah. I tuned you about it. Yes, like, yeah, did, you did. I was like, what does what this guy do for you? Now I mean, Real Madrid are kicking themselves. Yeah. Madrid are... Madrid could be up up there as um, one of the worst sellers as far as selling players when they're like still very, very good. Um, obviously, the players they brought in have been amazing, but they also tend to sell players who end up doing much better at other teams. Yeah, um, United as well. They're historically, I think we've signed players who had great seasons, but then just were terrible for us, like Di Maria, and said, oh, my word, the worst signing in United history is Alexis Sanchez. I love that. He is the worst signing in I love that. history and I will stand by that. Agent Sanchez. No, he really did. I don't know. Like he, you see that interview, it was like from day one. I'm like, you're such a liar. Like you genuinely are such a liar. Yeah. You were just bad and just admit that. Like you <laughs> you were just bad for the club. And he was our record. When 350 wasn't like an outrageous amount of money, back like the, I think that next well, time. It's always was, been an outrageous amount of money. I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but it, like when it wasn't common league. When it wasn't like, common in yeah. the league. Like now a lot of players on that amount yeah. of money. We put him on that. Yeah. His highest paid player in the league did nothing for us. Yeah. Ended up leaving. My man secured the bag. Hey, shout out to him. For I playing actually. piano with his golden retrievers. I think that's the best thing I'd ever seen him do in the United Shirt yeah. is that is that um, reveal video. Yeah. That's the only thing good that he did. That's the best thing anyone's ever done in the United Shirt. Play the piano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in again. Linda, any final remarks? Um I'm really excited about this title race now. It's going down to the wire, man. I think so. It might go down to the final day. It is. Yeah. It is indeed. It might go down to the final day. It might happen for Arsenal at City. It might happen for City at City against Arsenal. We, we're we going to try and do something cool. Maybe record like right after that game. Yeah. Maybe we'll great. even do a watch along. That could be cool. That could be cool. That would be great. We'll have to get different equipment because we're in the studio. We could watch it in here, I guess. Um, we could put a TV and then stream yeah. from the computer. It's a Wednesday night though. It's late. But we'll check. I will make it happen, bro. Anyway, thank you yeah. so thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, last podcast, the debut episode, we had fourteen listeners this week. Beautiful. Let's push to sixteen. Yay. Let's go. I mean, shout out to the guys who have listened. Um, that's really cool. It I is. Mean, yeah. Thank yeah. you guys. Yeah, we that's, that's really we cool. couldn't do this without you. Yeah. You, the fans, our fans, mean everything to us. Yeah. Um. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next time after a short intermission of Linda playing his bagpipes. <laughs> How do bagpipes sound? Yeah. I don't know.